Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Merge. It is I, Danny Willard, and today we're going to be talking about everything that I watched in the last two weeks, including Heat, Tremors, and uh, The Longest Yard. Um, so yeah, I uh, we're going to get straight into it because I didn't watch anything outside of those three movies this time around. Um, but before we do that, I want to mention that uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather today, so if I sound a little down or not as upbeat, that's why. Um, I don't have COVID, I think. But, uh, yeah, I just feel a little bleh, you know what I mean? So, um, but we're, we're going to do it. I'm going to power through and we're going to put out an episode for you lovely, lovely people. So, um, before we get into the movies, we're going to do our usual get into the personal favorite of the week. And we're really uh, hammering away at this list. I got to say, we're, we're getting very close to the end. There's only like 11 more movies, I think, on this. So I don't know what I'm going to do when that ends, you know. It's going to get a little crazy. No, it'll be fine. I might actually, you know what I think I might do is I might uh, make a list of my personal least favorites. <laughs> I don't know if I have, I don't know how many of those I have, uh, but I could probably make a nice little list of those. So, yeah. But, uh, okay. Let me see. I'm all screwed up here, man. Okay, so we got number nine. This is the end. All right. So, uh, when it comes to comedy movies, right? So, when it comes to comedy movies, I'm normally a big Seth Rogen guy. Um, I I pretty much love everything that guy comes out with, except for Sausage Party. That is the one Rogen movie that I was not a big fan of. But pretty much everything else I love, man. Um, and if, if you're a fan of, like, Pineapple Express and movies like that, uh, you, you'll love This is the End if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, this is the end. It's just so good, man. Because you got that that great cast, you know. You got Seth Rogen. You got James Franco, uh, Jonah Hill, Danny McBride, um, Jay Barra. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Uh, Michael Sarah, Craig Robinson, Rihanna, Channing Tatum, Emma Watson, Mindy Kaling, Paul Rudd. Dude, Christopher Mint. Uh, like, you, you have everybody in this movie. It's crazy. Jason Segal. Aziz Ansari, Kevin Hart. I mean, they got everybody for this movie, dude. It's crazy. And, you know, some people aren't there the whole time, obviously. But um, even even the main cast that is is just so good. And they all work together so well, man. Because they're all, like, they're all so selfish. And they're just trying to, you know, do what they want to do. It's just so funny watching them interact with each other. Um, the humor is right up my alley. The premise is great, you know, the world's ending, and these guys are trapped in the house together, this fancy L.A. house, uh, yeah, it's just, I love it, man, it's, when it comes to humor, this is, this is it, you know, this is, this is where, you know, I find movies funny, is in movies like This is the End, and it's, it might be my favorite comedy movie, it's definitely a top three, um, but yeah, definitely check that one out if you haven't seen it, as usual, uh, you know, I always recommend my personal favorites, obviously, but uh cool so let's get right into the movies um the reviews are going to be a little shorter this week probably because i'm you know like i said feeling a little off today so um okay so the first movie i've watched was uh the longest yard uh this movie was directed by peter peter <laughs> peter seagal who also directed 51st states tommy boy anger management and more um so history has shown that, you know, I normally don't give Adam Sandler movies great reviews because uh, we've seen, let me go back and see real quick. 
for the podcast at least we've seen um what do we got mr deeds which i gave a six uh we saw what else pixels i, I wasn't a huge fan of pixels we saw the water boy did not like the water boy so uh yeah adam sandler's definitely the common denominator with all those movies and them having low score but you know it is what it is uh the longest yard though i gotta say i actually i actually did enjoy this movie um mainly because it wasn't like typical typical sandler the thing i don't like about sandler is i feel like he relies heavily on like the goofy voices and like the uh yelling or just doing something you know i i don't really know well you know what i'm talking about if if you've seen an adam sandler movie you you know exactly what I mean. He's got a very specific style, um, you know, and that's fine. But in this movie, he seems like he's actually a little bit out of character for him. Not too much. I mean, it's it's Sandler, you know what I mean? But it's not like over-the-top Sandler, which I guess is good for me. Um, so I enjoyed him in this one. He's, he's likable. Uh, he's funny. He's not too obnoxious or anything. Um, and then you got you know, the supporting cast, which is also great. You got Chris Rock, uh, who basically is like his sidekick, you know, in the jail, which is great. Uh, love Chris Rock in this movie. You also have Nellie, Terry Crews, uh, William, F uh, Fickner, Finch, Fitchner. I always forget how to say that guy's name. Joey Diaz, uh, et cetera. There's a lot of people in this movie too. Uh, they're all good. And then also Courtney Cox is in the movie for like a total of five minutes, which I thought was pretty interesting. She, doesn't really come back or isn't <laughs> very relevant for most of it, but she's in it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As far as the, the premise of this movie goes, it is actually a remake, which I did not realize. Somebody pointed that out to me a couple days ago, and I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't remember when the original came out, but uh, yeah, this is a remake of that. Uh, I like how the, the prisoners in the movie interact with each other. It's funny you know, to watch how they're kind of... You know, there's like certain groups or cliques that, you know, Adam Sandler has to basically go in and try and unite so that they can build this football team, which I was a fan of. And speaking of being a fan of things, uh, the movie revol the movie revolves around football, which I am a huge fan of. Uh, football is my favorite sport. So I was really glad to see that, uh, yeah, it was all about uh, about that. And this is honestly what I thought the water boy was going to be for some reason, because I mentioned that you know, back in the Waterboy review, I was like, you know, I thought it was going to be more like uh, Happy Gilmore, but with football. Uh, and this isn't really that either, but it's closer to that, and it's more of what I expected. So I guess that's part of the reason why I didn't like Waterboy so much. But uh, yeah, this is what I thought the Waterboy was going to be. And then, you know, obviously when it comes to the game of football, you got inmates versus guards. Classic. I love that. I love that they divided the the teams based on that. Uh, because, you know, all the inmates obviously have grudges against the guards or they, you know, you know, the guards will treat certain one of them, uh, a certain one of them, you know, not necessarily great. So then Adam Sandler would go and, uh, try and recruit them and be like, yeah, you can get, re you know, revenge on this guy and, or this guy or whatever. And there's a guy in this movie. Oh, I got to look it up now because he is huge. Dude, he's awesome. He's like a, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he he's I've never seen him before. I don't think, but he's absolutely enormous. Uh, let me see. His name is well in the movie. His name is Turley, but uh, his name is the Great Kali in real life. 
and oh, apparently he's an Indian professional wrestler. That totally makes sense because the guy is absolutely enormous. It's crazy. Uh, and I would never dare to mess with him. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so so he's got a lot of people on his team that are just like freakishly huge or like, you know, uh, and they may not necessarily even know how to play the game of football, but he just goes for the biggest, you know, strongest dudes to to help him, you know, win this football game and uh, basically unites uh, everybody in the prisoner, uh, the uh, prison, what? Unites everybody in the prison. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, the inmates, the mix of inmates is great. Uh, and the the way he recruits them all is also great. I was a big fan of all that. So, yeah, it's a solid little comedy movie. Um, it's got a little drama and stuff thrown in there too, but it's a comedy movie at at its core. Um, yeah, it's it was an enjoyable watch. So I'll give it a seven, which I believe is our highest rated Sandler movie on this list. So, yeah, that's something, I guess, huh? Um, but anyways, yeah, moving on. So the next movie I watched was Heat. Heat was directed by Michael Mann, also directed Collateral, The Insider, Ali, and uh, much more. And another movie with just an awesome cast. Uh, I was a big fan of the cast on this one. You got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val Kilmer. Those three alone. Love all three of those guys. They're all great. Uh, and then you got Tom Sizemore, Natalie Portman, Amy Brenman, Brenneman. Um, William Fickner again. That was two times this week uh, we had William Fitner in the movies. Or Fitchner. Fit, I don't know how to say his name. You you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and then there's more, obviously, than that. But that's the main cast. Yeah, I, I really I really like... Uh, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but I'm a big fan of like heist-type movies. Um, and this one definitely fits the bill. Um, as far as like the group um, chemistry... Uh, all of the all of these people work great together, you know. Uh, there isn't a character in the movie that I I dislike, you know. They they're all just so good. Uh, I was I was really really interested in how they all. So they they kind of show the steps of how they do like the heist and stuff. They show like you know, you see them getting you you'll see them getting like schematics or you'll see them scouting out locations or planning getaways or things like that. And then, you know, while they're doing that, they're taking these necessary precautions to make sure, you know, they're not going to get screwed over or caught or, you know, that they're not being spied on. You know, if they hear a noise, uh, like even the, the smallest of noises, you know, they'll call a whole job off just because, you know, they're that careful and that good at what they do. Um, and then, you know, they never really answer like cell phones. They're always using like public landlines and stuff like that. I, I just always like that stuff. Um but I think the main thing that I like about this movie is the rival the rivalry between uh, Pacino and De Niro. Because I'm used to seeing Al Pacino as like, you know, Al Pacino is normally in, in a, a role similar to De Niro in this movie. You know what I mean? It's it's cool to see Pacino as like a cop. Um, you know, and it's it's a it's a really, really good dynamic. Because um, you got Pacino who's obsessed with trying to catch De Niro. And De Niro is so good at what he does that it just becomes a constant game of cat and mouse. You know, one one side screwing over the other side in some way, in some form. You know, they get their revenge. They get back at each other constantly. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen the movie, this is a spoiler alert. But uh, my favorite part of the movie is when De Niro and Pacino are grabbing a cup of coffee together. And they're just sitting there talking to each other like they're normal people just meeting up for a cup of coffee, but they're two people that are, you know, after each other constantly, and they know what 
you know the other side's intentions are but they're sitting there talking just like normal people and it's like the calm before the storm you know what i mean and then um yeah i i was just i, I really like that part a lot and the end, the ending of the movie is also pretty satisfying. It's it's a little frustrating. Uh, it all depends on who you root for. You know, you kind of like kick yourself. And you're like, come on, man, why'd you do that? You know what I mean? Um, but then there's also some closure. You know, so it's a double edged sword. But um, yeah, overall, I was a really really big fan of this movie. There's some intense parts. There's really really good storytelling and acting. Uh, great cast. Really, really big fan of this one. I, I would highly recommend it, and I will definitely watch it again at some point, and I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And I also wanted to bring up that uh, I was looking at the the scores, and um, it looks like, I don't know, it, it seems like, for me, the drama thriller category is the most consistent, like consistently high scores. Like the lowest in the category is a 6.5. You know, so I don't know. I guess I'm a big fan of drama movies. That's what I learned. Uh, and then lastly, um, but uh, certainly leastly, spoiler alert, uh, I watched Tremors, which is directed by Ron Underwood, who also directed City Slickers, Heart and Souls, Mighty uh, Mighty Joe Young, and a ton of TV shows. Um, so many that I didn't even bother mentioning them, but he did like Fear the Walking Dead. He did, a, um, I think, a couple episodes of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., things like that. So yeah, uh, going into this movie, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it didn't it didn't turn out like I thought it was going to. I'll say that. So you got Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward, who are the two main characters of the movie, uh, or the two main actors, I should say. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I wasn't. I didn't really think they were particularly funny or anything. Um, they were just okay, you know. It's whatever. They they were just in this movie. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Uh, I like the setting of the movie. There's something about desert locations that I've, I've always been a fan of. Um, so yeah, this is like a uh, that that's basically what the whole movie is. It's just in like a dusty old small town desert. Um, another thing I will say that I did enjoy was the fact that they used practical effects. They didn't use like crappy CGI or anything because this movie did come out in 1990. So if they did use CGI, it probably wouldn't look too good. But they went with the practical effects, which I was a fan of. Always a fan of that. Um, but as far as like the movie itself goes, I, I don't know, man. I just wasn't interested. I, I found myself to be kind of bored. And I don't know if that is like a hot take or if that's weird or not. Um, but yeah, I just it, it didn't grab me. There was just something that was missing for me. And I don't really even know what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I usually like monster type movies like this, but... I didn't think, I don't know, Worms Under the Ground, to me, it just wasn't like an interesting thing, you know? Um, I don't know why. I just, it didn't grab me. I, was, I wasn't super into it. And I know it was kind of like, there was comedy thrown in there too. Obviously, it's not just like a monster movie. But even that, I didn't really find the comedy very funny either. Uh, so it just didn't, it didn't click with me. And I, uh, yeah, the characters weren't super like interesting or likable to me. Uh, they were just like very, very average and forgettable. Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was just kind of meh for me. And I, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it, to be completely honest. It's not a super long movie. It's just a, it's just a okay, uh, not even okay. I, I just wasn't a fan, you know. Um, it's it seems extremely forgettable to me, and it's it's already leaving my brain, honestly. Uh, and I actually just watched it last night, uh, admittedly. So 
yeah that that's all i can that's all i can say um but i didn't really know what to expect i just wasn't super into it uh it wasn't terrible it just wasn't anything especially interesting or anything like that to me so i'm gonna go to four out of ten um I don't know how many people are going to agree with me or disagree with me on that, but that's uh, that's how I feel, you know. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring us right into The Merge, uh, which I have titled Worldwide Worms. Alrighty. Valentine McKee and Earl Bass were flying down the streets of Los Angeles. They planned to get the hell out of the country to escape these wretched alien creatures that live underground but they needed the money to do so. They pulled up to the bank and ran inside. Man, I still can't believe we survived all that. We got lucky, Val said. Yeah, I can't believe it myself. This shit's gonna spread, though. It's only a matter of time before this ends up on the news. Hell, the entire planet could be crawling with these things for all we know, Earl said. Well, we should at least try to get as far away from Nevada as possible. That's only uh, that's the only place that we know for sure contains those things. So that's why I'm thinking we go to Australia, Val said. That's good thinking right there. Australia may have some giant bugs, but I don't think they got giant aliens underground like we do, Earl said. Uh, they entered the bank and waited in line. Uh, <laughs> the place was, sorry, I lost my place like three times. The place was huge and was very fancy looking. The lines were long, though, so they had some time to kill. Hey, how'd you get all this money anyways? And why is it in a bank in Los Angeles? Earl asked. Well, back in the day, I ran a little local shop here in L.A. that sold leather pants. I made the tough decision to sell the place, though, after I realized that nobody buys leather pants, (laughs) Val said. Oh, okay then, Earl replied. They continued standing there until all of a sudden... Uh... Oh my god, I lost my place again, I'm so sorry. Uh, they continued standing there, and then all of a sudden, they realized that there was somebody there looking a little suspicious. And he was standing there very, and was very fidgety. Hey man, you see that guy over there? Earl said. Yeah, must be on some drugs or something. Or maybe he saw a giant alien worm and is all spooked, Val said as he chuckled. Then the fidgety man pulled out what looked like a jersey that said Mean Machine on it, and wrapped it around his face then pulled out a gun and shot it into the air. Everyone panicked and got on the ground. Okay, this will only take a second. Nobody moves, the man said. The man hopped over the counter and hit uh, hit the bank teller with the handle of his pistol. He reached down and grabbed the key off of him and ran back to the room. Uh, ran, to, <laughs> and ran to the back room <laughs> and began to shovel money into the bag that he had slung over his back. Val and Earl looked at each other, nodded, and began to run it for the exit as the robber was distracted. The man heard them making a run for it and fired a shot at Val, which had just barely missed him. Val, uh, Val and Earl fell back to the ground. I said that nobody moves. You should have listened, cowboy, the robber said. Earl and Val got back on the ground like the man asked, but they were a lot closer to the door now at least. The alarm was blaring in the background and they could hear sirens in the distance. It made them wonder if this man really expected to get away with this without getting caught. Finally, he left the back room with the bag of money, and as he began to head for the door, the cops showed up outside and had the place surrounded. This is the police, (laughs) 
That's my intercom voice. This is the police. Drop your weapon and come out with your hands up, the police said over the intercom. To hell with that, the robber said as he hopped over the counter and began to shoot at the police. Gunshots filled the air, and everyone began screaming. That was a very aggressive end. Uh, (laughs) It was absolute chaos. Uh, then the ground started to shake and everyone went quiet. This wasn't a typical earthquake. It felt more intense and precise. Earl and Val looked at each other because they knew exactly what was happening. It was the creatures they were running from and they had made it to Los Angeles. A worm emerged from the ground and ate the robber behind the counter and then two more worms emerged outside of the bank and began to attack the uh, police. (laughs) Earl and Val stood up and began to run out of the building, along with the rest of the hostages in the bank. Val stopped, uh, Val stopped though, right before they hit the exit. Wait, we need the money, Val yelled. We gotta get out of here, man. We ain't got time for that, Earl yelled. If we don't have money, then we don't have a way to Australia, Val replied. Val ran over to the counter where the worm attacked the man and just began grabbing handfuls of money off the ground. After his pockets were full, he made his way out of the building with Earl. It was absolute chaos outside. There were cars crashing, people running and screaming, and most importantly, giant alien worms all over the place. And the city was getting destroyed. Earl and Val hopped in one of the abandoned police cars and began to drive towards the airport. They were flying down the streets of LA once again as everything was being destroyed. Luckily, the airport was relatively close to the bank, so they made it there within 15 minutes. It looked like the airport was unscathed. Uh, I I don't know why I said that with that tone of voice. I I didn't mean to, but (laughs) it looked like the airport was unscathed. Is more so what I was going for. Alright, moving on. They hopped out of the car and went straight inside. They quickly asked where they needed to be for international flights, and they were guided where they needed to go. The airport was pretty calm, so they guessed (laughs) that the chaos hadn't arrived there yet. They approached the woman uh, at the counter and asked about a flight to Australia. Well, the last uh, the last flight we had to Australia just finished boarding. They're about to take off. We have another flight leaving tomorrow morning, though, if you'd like me to set you up with that. Uh, the woman said, No, ma'am, you don't understand. We need to get on that flight that just boarded, Val said. I'm sorry, but it's too late, the woman said. Val reached into his pocket and pulled out a wad of cash that he got from the bank and slammed it on the counter. The woman just stared at it in awe. Next thing you know, Val and Earl boarded the plane they needed to be on. They sat down and prepared themselves for the very long flight. And after 15 hours, they landed in Australia. Well, we made it, Earl said. Yeah, we sure did. Now let's see uh, about getting a hotel or something we figure out just what the hell to do, Val said. They walked through the terminal and they noticed that everyone was staring out of the window of the airport. Val and Earl made their way through the crowd until they were at the front, and they couldn't believe their eyes. Outside of the airport, the ground was moving, and there were worms bursting out of the ground. Val and Earl looked at each other. Here we go again, they said simultaneously. Roll credits. Alright everybody, that was Worldwide Worms. Um, If you were not able to tell... Excuse me, I'm on me. I, I just I feel so weird today. I don't know how to explain. It. I just feel off. Um, but I did my best to to you know do that. <laughs> so if you weren't able to tell, uh, I took 
the setting from heat, which was the bank. Uh, I took the uh, Mean Machine jersey from um, the Longest Yard as the item, and then I took Val and Earl from Tremors as the characters, and thus Worldwide Worms was born. So yeah, uh, it was interesting because I had to take... I just felt like those were the two best characters to take out of all the movies. They were the most, like, I don't know, interesting, I guess you could say. That doesn't make sense. I didn't I didn't think they were interesting in the movie. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is they were the most fun to, to imitate, so that's why I went with that. But, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's that. So, next... Uh, we're gonna be figuring, uh, figuring. We're gonna be figuring out what I'm watching. I can't, I can't, man. Uh, this is gonna be a shorter episode, but uh, as you can hear, it's for the best. Uh, okay, so here we go. We got um, what we got four uh, sci-fi fantasy. Nice. Uh, that is what we have the most of out of all the categories. So, uh, what is that? Two through twenty-four. Uh, 15, The Fifth Element. Nice. Again, don't know a single thing about that movie, but uh, it's a movie you always hear about, um, or at least I always hear about. Uh, and then we got Comedy. So we got 2 through 19. Ooh, 3. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Man, somebody just asked me if I'd seen this movie a couple days ago. Uh, I'm ashamed to to say no, I haven't. So the fifth element, uh, the fifth element, <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles, and then a drama thriller. I like it. Good mix. Uh, two through twenty, Juan. Eighteen. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Wow. All right. We got a lot of good ones this week. So we got, um, or at least I think, we got the fifth element. Train, uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. Planes. What is it? Oh my god, man! Planes, trains, and automobiles, and uh, f and Goodwill Hunting. I had to close my eyes when I was trying to say that because I, I I needed like maximum focus to get that to work. Ugh. How's everybody doing? I hope a lot better than me. <laughs> okay. So anybody, uh, anybody, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm going to do my usual plugs. So um, on my other podcast, we just had our first guest. Uh, that Well, our first guest that is not a family member. Uh, my buddy Patrick Willett. You can check that out. That is uh, Spacing Out, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, and then I've been plugging my Twitch again because I'm trying to stream more consistently. It hasn't been going well, but uh, it will happen. So you can find me over at uh, twitch.tv slash thebigwilly underscore. Uh, and that's going to do it for me. Thank you for sticking with me uh, through this, this rough time I had today recording this. Um, and uh, I will see you next time.